black science guy. Teach me something I don't know. What makes water turn to ice? Think we're watching each Okay, come and have a sip. Let me tell you what it is. And just like a Bunsen burner, I'm about to get this lit. See, my specialty is biology, but I can teach you a whole lot of knowledge. See, from astronomy to zoology, what I want you to do is follow me like cell division. It's my mission, right down the middle with precision to the moon. Just like a rocket, spark up in your eye, light to a socket. It's that science drip, not abstract like you tip. Got my lab fully equipped, fast like a silicon chip. So check the scientific method, but that's not an illusion. Don't skip the vital step. Now you jump a new conclusion. Start on nuclear fusion, cause I'm as bright as the sun. I can't divide into two, so you know I'm the one. I'm Isaac Newton's favorite son. Setting laws in the most deep like the Mariana Trench at the bottom of the ocean. So listen to me now. I don't know how long it lasts. The black science guy showing yo, it's the podcast. So, a dung beetle walks into a bar, doesn't order a drink, just takes a stool. Alright, that joke was so bad it should be buried in a stool. But regardless, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Black Science Guy Podcast. And as you can see by the title and bad joke, this episode is all about beetles. Beetles are amongst some of the most common insects found on Earth, which makes them very interesting insects, if you really pay attention. Beetles are in the order Coleoptera and Phylum Arthropoda, and they are estimated 350,000 species, making them part of the largest group of animals on the entire Earth. They come in all different shapes and sizes, have different group, have different colors, and live in just about every environment on Earth. Beetles have been around for close to 300 to 400 million years and have evolved in so many ways. Many have evolved to have some cool defenses as well as some other useful evolutionary traits beetles have is that they're protected by a set of extremely hardened shells on their exteriors that's known to protect their more softer and fragile flying wings located on the inside. As a matter of fact, Coleoptera actually means sheath wing in Greek because of their vast diversity, having some of the most beautiful colors on their wings, many insects enthusiasts and collectors treasure their prize beetle collections. Most beetles are pretty harmless to humans in the sense that they don't really harm us directly, but bark beetles have been known to kill thousands of trees, which trees, you know, kind of need those. They can also cause havoc in forest ecosystems, attacking the trees that have already been super stressed, which leaves them defenseless. But there are a few beetles that we do actually benefit from. Beetles are prominent decomposers, particularly in forests. The ones who act as predators can help control populations of pests as well as the decomposers that eat on the dead and decaying matter that falls to the ground in the woods and forests. Oddly enough, right before I decided to write this episode, I had woken up for work one morning and there was a beetle laying on the floor in the hallway. It was turned on his back and I scooped it up into a specimen cup so I can examine it later under my microscope. After I got home, I could hear it still moving around in the container. It was a pinnacate beetle, which are pretty common in this region. My intentions were to look at it, take some pics and release it back outside, but I noticed it was still on his back like earlier. I kept trying to correct it, but it just turned back over. It was alive and kicking and its legs were moving pretty quickly, but it didn't matter though. 
it was over. Then I realized that it had been dying and I wonder what makes them turn over like that. After a bit of research, I learned that it's a mix of physics and insect anatomy. Internally, the blood begins to cease flowing to the legs, causing them to turn inward. And since the legs aren't able to support the body, the beetle becomes top heavy and gravity does its job by flipping them on their backs. Makes sense, huh? So in this episode, we're going to explore a few types of beetles and learn a little bit more about what makes them special. Let's get it. I've been reading a book named Bombardier Beetles and Fever Trees, a close-up look at chemical warfare and signals in animals and plants by William Agosta. This book may not sound like something you would want to read for fun on a Friday night unless you're into that kind of thing, you nerds, you. But it really is a good book. The beetle that's featured in the book is the bombardier beetle. It breaks down the ways the bombardier beetle uses natural self-produced chemicals to benefit them in the wild and this is why it's my single most favorite beetle ever. They come with the built-in boiling hot toxic solution that sprays onto their assailants to deter or stop them from being attacked. This chemical solution comes from their abdomen where it's stored in glands that have a pair of combustion chambers and the components of this cocktail are kept separately until the beetle decides it needs to use it. When the chemicals do react, a detonation is achieved and an audible pop can be heard. Bombardier beetles have nozzles which they can aim with precision to better incapacitate their predators. Another pretty dope beetle is the rhinoceros beetle. Now these little tanks are the heavy hitters of the beetle world. These insects are named for the protrusions on their heads that resembles a rhinoceros horn. These horns are found on the males of the species. They can also go by the name Hercules beetle because relative to their small size, they have Herculean strength. The adult beetles of some of the species can lift up to 800 150 times their own weight they can reach up to six inches long and when disturbed can emit a squeaking sound by rubbing their wings and abdomen together there are people who like to keep these beetles as pets because they are fun to observe if you're interested in learning more about beetles as well as a plethora of others you should check out your local science center to see if they have an insect display or even live beetles you can actually interact with and if you put beetle into a google search you'll get a 3d model you can interact with also Hold up, did you hear that? It sounds like a strange science fact. This series of strange science facts is brought to you in parts by the human body. The human body, where else you supposed to live? The human body is a weird and unpredictable structure. Did you know that every 30 to 35 days, all of the skin covering the surface of your body is replaced? Your epidermis sheds anywhere from 30 to 40,000 dead cells every minute. And for all of my shoties out there, and I do mean those of you five, five and under, there is hope for you, almost. When you wake up in the morning after a significant snooze and get out of bed and stand up, you're almost about a centimeter taller. This is because when you lay down flat at night for a few hours, the soft cartilage between your bones decompresses due to the weight you've exerted on them during the day. Of course, this is only temporary because your cartilage just compresses again when you stand up by gravity doing its job. Oh, pesky gravity. This week's Dear Black Science Guy question comes from Amy B in Arizona who asks, Dear Black Science Guy, why do I want to sneeze when I poop? You know what, Amy in Arizona? I literally had the same question a while back, so I actually do know the answer. Okay, if you're listening to this and you've had this happen to you, you're not alone. This condition actually has a name and it's called defecation rhinorrhea. I think the word defecation is pretty obvious, but rhinorrhea comes from the Greek word rhinos, meaning of the nose, and rhea, meaning of flowing. So rhinorrhea is basically the medical term for a runny nose. Well, when you have a bowel movement, 
your autonomic nervous system where your sympathetic and parasympathetic both coordinate, the sympathetic nerves in your pelvic region triggers peristaltic contractions in your lower colon. These nerves are the same ones that regulate the blood flow to your nasal area as well. So when you poop, those same nerves in your nose begin to dilate and widen causing the sensation creating a tickle in your nose thus causing you to sneeze. Hey, if you got a question for the Black Science Guy, you can reach me at blackscienceguypodcast at gmail.com. And I might just send you a little something. And I do mean little. So y'all, I've been pondering about adding another segment to the show, but I wanted to try out a few ideas to see if I like them. So, in this episode, I'm going to feature a few current events from the world of science and beyond in a segment called Fresh Science Off the Webs. The reason I wanted to do this segment is because the scientific community, as well as myself, have been geeked out about the discovery of a 70 million year old fossilized dinosaur embryo that was still in its egg and was found in impeccable condition. The position that it was in when it died looked as if it was just about to hatch. The exciting thing about the discovery is the embryo was still in the same tucking posture, much like chickens and other bird embryos when they're about to hatch. And if you already weren't aware, modern bird species are descended from dinosaurs, so this kind of behavior had never been observed or documented like this until now. This shows a much stronger correlation between dinosaurs and birds than ever before. Another exciting piece of news is NASA finally launched the James Webb Space Telescope last month in December of 2021, joining the Hubble Telescope and probing the universe. This $10 billion telescope is the largest and most powerful space telescope so far. This project was accomplished by dozens of universities, different organizations, and businesses spanning across 29 states and 14 countries. The James Webb Space Telescope's mission will be to take a look back in time to the beginnings of our universe right after the Big Bang to observe exoplanets for either signs of habitable environments or the origins of life, peer through nebulas and other gaseous clouds to hopefully observe the birth of stars and to see how galaxies are formed, specifically the way they evolve into spiral structures like we see today. I can't wait y'all. I'm really looking forward to see what's discovered out there. This is a great time for scientific findings. Well, we've come to the conclusion of this episode of The Black Science Guy. And as always, thank you all for coming through and hanging out with your boy. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember, I don't have all the answers. No one does. But what I do know I'm happy to share, and what I don't, we can learn together. Peace. Please check out The Black Science Guy podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Later.